Welcome to Pregnancy Help Podcast. I'm Christine Grimmett, and I have a nostalgic episode for you if you happen to be at Heartbeat International's 2014 annual conference in Charleston, South Carolina. Betty McDowell, who is now our Vice President of Ministry Services, gave what we now call our Peg Talks at that conference. You've probably heard of TED Talks, and this is our version of that, named after our former president, now board chair, Peggy Hartshorn. It's a short talk, but it's a good reminder of just how far a little acknowledgement can go. I hope you enjoy Betty McDowell's Peg Talk. Good morning. I once read that a devotional is an opportunity to cultivate the mind of Christ. And while that is my desire for you, I must tell you that on this journey to cultivate the mind of Christ, I'm going to take you through the mind of Betty. Now, my colleagues at Heartbeat International will tell you that this is a scary place. (laughs) I promise that I won't take you in too deep, lest you are stuck like me and you can't get out. I'll be gentle. But you see, I have some habits and some routines that I've developed over the years. I call them habits and routines. My husband, my family, they call, they call it my quirkiness. My uh, clinician friends might say mild, obsessive, compulsive. But I think that you can relate. You see, for instance, when I read a book, I commit to reading the book. Because I realized that this was an idea in somebody's mind. It was a passion in somebody's heart. It was something that really wasn't tangible, and now it's tangible. And I know in an ebook it may not seem as tangible, but, and I read ebooks, but I prefer the feel of the paper. Can relate? I'm not too quirky on you yet? Okay. So when I, what I do is I pre-read a book. If I'm going to take a book and I'm going to commit to reading it, I do a pre-read because I know so much effort went into this. So I like the feel of the book. I like to look at the chapters. I look through the back. I read about the author. But my favorite page, the page I used like to spend some time on, is the acknowledgement page. Many people just kind of buzz right past that. So in this book, there's a dedication page. So dedication page or an acknowledgement page. Now, I like to look at it because I want to know who are these people? What did they do to earn some form of acknowledgement in a book? Did they contribute to the book? Did they contribute to the author's life? And I imagine, this is where I start to get kind of quirky, or quirkier, that they might open that book and see their name for the first time. I kind of think that's fascinating, and I imagine them looking at their name. And I admit that there have actually been one or two times that I've prayed for the people on the acknowledgement page. Don't ask me why. So it's a quirk that I have. Now, I do this when I go to the movies. I'm one of those people that if I enjoy the movie, I will stay to the end, and I will watch the credits roll. And those credits roll for a long time. And, and sometimes... You know, the crew is in cleaning the theater, and they're thinking, like, everybody's out, and there's some lady watching the credits roll. I find it fascinating, because it really is quite um, an ordeal to put a movie together. And so at the end of a movie, when the credits roll, and by the way, if you stick around long enough, they get faster and faster and faster, 
And so I try to read the names. I try to look and read the names. So you'll see the cast of the movie, the big stars, the people out front. You'll see some of the crew. It kind of gets interesting because then you see there's cameraman one, there's camera grip two, uh, there's stunt man, and their names follow. Um, I've seen the makeup artist, uh, woman in car, that one I thought was kind of interesting, and the craft table hostess. They're acknowledged in the movie. If you watched the Oscars a few weeks ago, um, you notice, when you think about the Oscars, it's all about acknowledgement, isn't it? You um, have all these actors and screenwriters and makeup artists and costume designers, and they're acknowledged for their contribution to some project. And what do they do? They get on stage and they spend two minutes acknowledging everyone who got them there. Acknowledgement. I find that kind of interesting. The definition of acknowledgement has kind of a spectrum of things. To acknowledge, uh, acknowledgement means to acknowledge, to greet, to recognize, to honor, to submit to the authority of. You see, as part of humanity, acknowledgement is something we do every day. It's just part of who we are. Think about this morning. Our Catholic brothers and sisters celebrated the Mass. What did they do? It was an acknowledgement of God, the Our Father, the Nicene Creed, communion, acknowledging Christ, acknowledging God, submitting to the authority of. That's what we did in this room this morning for about 20 minutes. We were acknowledging God. We were praising God. Now, if I look at the scriptures, particularly in, in the New Testament, looking at the stories of Jesus, Jesus was great at this idea and this concept of acknowledgement. I believe that this is where I pick up the idea that acknowledgement is part of our love language. So you have the story of uh, Jesus and Zacchaeus. So Zacchaeus, and I have to tell you in my mind, I'm taking you in a little deeper. In my mind, my childhood mind, I thought of Zacchaeus as an Irishman. <laughs> There's a song that plays in my head right? He was a wee little man who climbed a tree. <laughs> the truth be told, I thought Zacchaeus was a leprechaun. <laughs> no, wait, there's more. Because I got the word leprechaun and leprosy confused quite often. <laughs> now, I messed with your heads. Next time you read the scriptures, you're going to be thinking about how Jesus healed the ten leprechauns. Yeah. <laughs> But you see, in that story, we don't know that Zacchaeus' um, intention was to be noticed. In fact, he wanted to just see this Jesus. And what happens? He climbs a tree, and Jesus sees him, and he acknowledges him. He calls him out by name. Zacchaeus, hey, dude, let's have lunch today. That's what Jesus does. He acknowledged Zacchaeus in that moment. I think of the story of the woman with the issue of blood, the woman who was in need of, desperate need of healing, and she pushed her way through to touch the hem of his garment, and she was healed. What happened? Jesus acknowledged that. He knew that he had been touched, and he sought her out. He acknowledged her. He acknowledged that she needed healing. 
I also think of the story, Pastor Barbara mentioned the story yesterday of the Samaritan woman at the well. In my mind, that really plays as like a sitcom. Because um, picture that in a modern-day situation. So Jesus has, meets this woman at the well, and he acknowledges her. People that, all these people, outcast, uh, people who aren't acknowledged, and yet he acknowledges them. So think for a moment that you are in a Starbucks, and someone comes up to you, and they begin to read your mail, and they unpack all of your sins and all of the things that you've gone through. What is your response? Because her response, she ends up walking away telling all these people, hey, he told me I was a sinner. He told me that, I'm, that I've got salvation. He told me there's hope. Someone did that to me and started to unpack my mail in a Starbucks, I would probably run away. Um, Or if I believed it was the Lord, I would be undone. But Jesus acknowledges these people, and he does it in such an amazing way. We certainly, in pregnancy centers, in maternity homes, we greet our clients, we acknowledge our clients, we do honor them, don't we? And while you're here at the conference, what opportunities we have to acknowledge one another. Think about it. If you stayed at the hotel, somebody made your bed. It's nice to acknowledge them. When you uh, sit down at lunch today, someone brings you lunch. That's an opportunity to acknowledge them. You'll be sitting in a workshop soon, sitting next to somebody. You have a chance to acknowledge them. What I mean by this, in acknowledging someone, is the fact that you really connect with them, that you really recognize them. I know we're in a hurry, we need to get places, but it doesn't take long to make just a little contact, a little eye contact with somebody that says, I see you, I acknowledge you, in one sense, I honor you. It's a love language that we have that maybe doesn't even necessarily need words. I read a story recently, and um, this is my version of the story, so if you've read it, um, this is my memory uh, tracking this particular story. But it was a story of a couple, a boyfriend and girlfriend, and they were walking down the street uh, holding hands, and the boyfriend was continually saying hi to people, people driving by, waving at people, hey, how's it going? And at first she thought it was kind of cute, and later she's thinking, what is wrong with him? You have to acknowledge every single human being you see. And so she questioned him, like, what's your problem? What's going on? And he said, well, he had read something recently, and it was about people who were severely depressed, who were suicidal. And a man wrote down in his journal saying that if someone had only seen me and recognized me as being a human being, I wouldn't have killed myself. And so he said to her, I thought, by saying hello, by waving, that I could save a life today. I thought that was pretty cool. And I know, again, we live lives that are very rushed, but we need to acknowledge and see each other. I love it when I see people hugging one another here, especially for the Heartbeat staff, when we've been talking over the phone or email, and then they say something like, you're Ellen, or you're Betty. That's not what I pictured you to look like, right? Thank you. Uh, I I won't mess with that too much. (laughs) But think about this this morning. 
We spend our time acknowledging people, and we need to. That is our love language. But this morning, I want you to use your imagination and realize that the God of the universe recognizes and acknowledges you. Right now, in this moment, can you hear him say your name? Maybe you can relate to him a little bit like our friend Zacchaeus. Maybe you kind of feel like a, a nameless or faceless person in a room filled with these incredible people. And hear the God of the universe say your name and say, I want to spend time with you. I acknowledge you, the value in what you're doing in the work that you're doing. Maybe there are people here in this room who are in need of healing, a physical healing, an emotional healing. Hear the God of the universe acknowledge you and call your name and say to you, press in, press in. Maybe there are some miracles here for people today, those immediate miracles. Maybe it's just pressing in so that you can really sense his presence as you walk through the difficult times, because we know there are people here walking through some difficult times. Maybe you can relate to the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, it happens in places like this where God sometimes reveals an issue in our heart. And may I say, because I've been around this a long, long time, I've seen leaders come and go, and I've seen leaders destroy themselves in ministries, and I can tell you the number one issue is an issue of pride. And so there are times, especially in settings like this, when God reveals to us our issues of pride. And he would want, in recognizing and acknowledging us, not to leave it there, but to walk us through so that as the Samaritan woman walked away rejoicing, so would you. Can you hear that? Can you hear God say your name? I'm going to take a moment to close us in prayer. And then we're going to ask that you allow me to walk away slowly, quietly, and then, then you can draw your attention to the screens up front uh, so that heartbeat would, can take a moment to acknowledge you. So you'll see the credits that we have rolling for you. So let me pray. Father, we acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge your lordship. And Lord, we acknowledge our need. Father, I bring your children before you, and I ask that you minister to them. Lord, those who feel insecure at this moment, strengthen them. Let them hear your voice. Father, those who are in need of healing of some kind, would you touch them? Would you reassure them? Lord, those who find themselves in a place of needing to deal with their issues of pride or what other issue, Lord, that, that you want to touch, may they walk away stronger, Lord, as they repent and as they sense your love, Lord, for them, your restoration for them. Lord, I think of the scripture that we will trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not on our own understanding, but acknowledge you in all of our ways, that you, Lord, would keep our path straight. We thank you for this day, Lord God.
May we be aware. May we see today the people that you want us to see. May we acknowledge them in voice and in eye contact, in touch. Lord, make us aware. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Let's let the credits roll. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pregnancy Help Podcast. If you're interested in hearing more, I hope you'll consider joining us for this year's annual conference in Columbus, Ohio, where Heartbeat will celebrate our 50th birthday. We will also have an online, completely virtual conference going on as well. You can find out more and register at heartbeatservices.org. Also, remember to subscribe to the Pregnancy Help Podcast for more episodes like this, or you can email me at support at heartbeatinternational.org if you have feedback of any kind. Have a wonderful and blessed rest of your day.